Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 537, and this is part two of how to use YouTube to blow up your brand in a good way and sell more products. And this is a continuation of a conversation, a very in-depth conversation that I had with Sean Kennel, who goes over exactly how to use YouTube to grow your brand by using content, by creating evergreen content. And we call it evergreen because once you create a piece of content, it lives on YouTube. Now there's there's ways that you should do it and there's ways that you shouldn't do it and we cover all of those. But in today's episode, the continuation, we're gonna be talking about how you can create product videos, whether they're your, your own or others, and potentially make money right out of the gate we're going to go over that strategy. We call this, or I'm calling this, uh, the 52-week video strategy, which uh, to me, it'll also get you in the rhythm of posting content, all right? We also talk about the power of story. We talk about creating your video hook. We talk about best intros and outros, posting schedules, your true 1,000 fans, and also bite-sized content, snackable content, and uh, and we talk about that strategy as well. So we dig into a lot of different things, again, inside of this part two of, uh, of this discussion that we did here. Now, if you did not listen to part one, you're going to want to do that for sure, all right? And the reason why I broke these up is because there is a lot of things that we cover here, and I don't want you to get overwhelmed at all. I want you to understand the power and, and how we can leverage YouTube in our brand, but also you to start thinking how you can add this as an asset to your business, how you can start to think long-term as far as building up a subscriber base, but then also how you can start putting these little pieces, these little seeds out there to have your, your customers eventually find you and then get to know, like, and trust you through you delivering this type of content, all right? So I just want you to be thinking about that as you're going through this podcast, this episode, because I think if you can understand the power and the leverage and how to really use the tool to your advantage, your competition will probably not be doing this. And this is going to give you one up on them. And that's really what we're always talking about, right? Like, a lot of people are just selling on Amazon. This is externally, this is building an audience, this is building an email list, this is building a subscriber base on YouTube. It's all of that stuff that we can use down the line to leverage that. So this way here we can spike our sales. We can we can, you know, boost the the uh, you know, our ranking and and the the algorithm on Amazon. All of that stuff will happen if we can do things like this, all right? So I'm gonna stop talking so you can listen to this. I do wanna remind you, the episode in this one here for the transcripts, the show notes, all that stuff can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 537. And I would also highly, highly recommend you check out Sean's free training. You can find that by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash video. And that'll take you over to one of his workshops. Definitely, definitely check that out. All right. So sit back, relax, get ready once again to be blown away at what you can do to blow up your brand using YouTube. Put in the time now to create this asset that eventually could then again separate you from everyone. So when the competition comes in on Amazon and everyone's always crying because there's the, there's all this competition that came in, but you've got this brand presence now, it doesn't really matter, right? Because you have the influence and you have the space that you could push and drive sales whenever you want. Um, 
and you you can also have other ways to um, to monetize you know your your channel or whatever so you have another revenue stream as well, um, which is really cool. Let me ask you this: There's two other things I want to go over. One thing is, and this is just something I had in my head. I'm like, you know, if someone is just starting and they don't even have like their e-commerce like brand selected yet, but they have the market they want to go into. What's your thoughts about saying, you know what, once a week, I'm going to take one of the top products in kayak bass fishing, and I'm just going to do an unboxing or a review or something. Now I can use an Amazon Associates link, and I can get traffic from people that are searching that stuff, which, which clearly are interested in kayak bass fishing. And if I did that for 52 weeks, I'd have 52 pieces of content with 52 possible ways that people could pay me a small amount. What's your thoughts on that? I think that's absolutely brilliant. And I think that, again, you're serving the culture and and people want to learn about new products, even if they don't purchase them. They like to learn what's possible, what's out there. And that is cool because you can monetize in the short term mm-hmm. and um, with that affiliate income and you're attracting that audience. And I think this is a good time to bring up um, like two different styles of videos. Yeah. And one style of video, when it comes to, say, product reviews, would be, you know, the like streamliner bat, you know, fishing rod pole, whatever it is. And having that be your YouTube title and selecting that product and doing an unboxing and reviewing it. Um, you know, people are searching for that people, maybe they are, that's actually something you could research. Maybe they're searching for that exact product. So you could actually attract people who are actually just looking for information and they might get to know you and then watch some of your stuff. The other option, though, is also thinking about search intent. This is a huge missed opportunity I see for a lot of people on YouTube because they're, they, you want to get into the psychology of the end user who needs that pole or they need that kayak, but they don't even know the brand names. Mm. They don't know whatever. So you might do a series uh, called like the best, you know, Bass Pro fishing kayak options. And if you're, uh, you want to be an active user, you want to have tested them and whatnot, but maybe you have three, maybe there's Mm. three in your garage right now Mm -hmm. and you can do a comparison video or whatnot. And that also attracts people in to a, um, you know, because they're not sure the product name yet. So it's, it's, it's exact product name versus Mm. the, the intent of the Mm. viewer who's not sure of that information yet. And that's one of the ways we built our brand because what I realized was a lot of tech YouTubers, I do Mm -hmm. cameras, I do lighting and all that kind of stuff. They would actually just be hitting the product names, which makes sense. A lot of people who know they are looking for a Canon M50, they get a lot of views because of that. But actually there's a much larger group who's like, what's the best camera for YouTube? They don't Mm. know product model names. They don't know what things are. And, And that's actually a series we've owned over the last few years that's actually got millions of views what's the best camera for YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I compare different cameras, you know, in there and uh, adds a lot of value because it goes into the psychology of what that person's looking for. So you, you could talk about, you know, bass kayak fishing poles versus right. an exact pole. Right. And um, I think, yeah, doing that with affiliate marketing. And then the one other thing, I think you could do a product review channel, but okay. I might encourage people to switch it up. Like if we were going to go the first year doing that, to mm. maybe alternate your content a little bit, unless you plan on scaling that forever. What I've learned is, again, you know, people also have at some level limited resources. Like every single week, if you see a new product, you're like, well, cool, at some point, can I? So, for example, on my channel, I've even heard people, they're like, dude, all, all you ever do is create camera envy. You know what I mean? Like, and so I've been like, okay, right, right. I need a mix of talking about products but then also teaching maybe how to use them mm. or behind the scenes or mm. some kind of uh, other thing like that. So maybe you alternate weeks or maybe you do two shows a week because all you have to do is sit down and unbox it. But mm. then there's maybe another one that 
that um, takes you into the world. And I would say this too, one of the things you really want to build, and it takes time to build this, is you want to build credibility. Oh yeah. You want to build yeah. authority. Mm. And one way to do that is when people hear you talk, it, they, they could probably like you, when you hear me talk about the bass kayak fishing, people would go, this guy's not an authority on that. He's not right. saying it right. right. You know, but if you hear me talk about cameras, you got to know your stuff. Yeah. But if you can also take people into your world, meaning, you know, bring your, even just bring your phone when you're actually out fishing and just shoot mm. a little video out there. And, 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 and even could be stuff that's even like, I, you know, one of the reasons I love getting out here just clears my mind and stuff. People can then relate to you. Yeah. They're seeing your real person. Yeah. So that's seeing the different content formats. They don't even have to be hard to create. And maybe not even everyone watches that. Cause it's not as they're like, well, I don't know if I care as much what you think, but the, a few people will. Mm. And now those people are, who are building trust with you, seeing you're really out there doing it. You're mm. really a player in the space. And you're also a real person that they can begin to resonate with. Some people won't, some people will. You want to focus on who will. You want to build that tribe. And this makes me think of this article that I recommend everybody listen to. It's called A Thousand True Fans mm -hmm. by Kevin Kelly. Very famous in kind of the online marketing space. And he's updated that article. If you just Google it, you'll find the article. But it essentially does this math that any entrepreneur that wants to just be able to like profit from their passion, you know, and if that is bash pro fishing, he says, if you can generate a thousand true fans, and this means a fan that if you mention a product, they'll buy it. Mm. If you have a thousand true fans, this might mean you've got 10,000 YouTube subscribers. This might mean you have 50,000 people on your email list, but maybe only have a thousand true fans. But if you mm. have a thousand true fans and all they did was spend $20 with you a quarter, right? That'd be $20,000 a quarter that'd be $80,000 a year. Mm. If every time you just launch, hey guys, we just set out, we put out the new compass, you know, knife thing, whatever. Mm -hmm. And like your diehard fans, whenever you drop something, they're pumped about it. That's what I, you want to be reverse engineering what you're building. Be less, I, this is a mistake I see people make. On social media, we have the allure of a million followers, the allure mm -hmm. of I need 100,000 YouTube subscribers. Yeah. You don't. Mm -hmm. What you actually need is not as much width, but a lot more depth. Mm -hmm. Now you might need width to reach the people who actually want to go deep with right. you. That's why you've got that wider. But as you go deep, then it's just people who just vibe with you. They love what you're doing. And then whether you recommend another affiliate pro product, because by the way, maybe you recommend like an engine for a boat right? And, and you're able to do that as an affiliate. Maybe your, your affiliate commission could be 20, 40, $80, but people, you know what I mean? So now yeah. we could, you could start seeing the math could get past six figures quick if you build a tribe and a community of trust, value, and a thousand true fans or beyond that. Mm, no, I love that. And I've definitely read that article. It's a great one. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. And it also takes some pressure off because I think we are, a lot of us are comparing, including myself, I've done it, where you're comparing yourself to other people that are in your space or that are online and you're like seeing what they're doing and maybe how many subscribers they have. And even though some subscribers might not be real subscribers, like there's all of that kind of like smoke and mirrors type stuff. But I think if you can reach the right people with the right messages. And I think letting them in, having the transparency, I think transparency is huge. If you can just give them a little bit of transparency. I, I love what you said about like, I'm out in the boat. What, what if you were out in the boat with your son fishing and you caught a big bass and you mentioned that in an email and they went to your YouTube to check it out. They're like, holy crap, like this guy's really cool. He's spending time with his son. He's fishing. I'm going to come back and check out his channel or share it or whatever. It's like simple things like that. I think people overlook and it's so powerful, so powerful.
And, and, and I love this conversation because you're 100% right. That is a perfect example. And it reminds me of the very famous book now, Start With Why. Mm. And what's also, this is so important in the e-commerce conversation because the book Start With Why concept by Simon Sinek was the fact that a lot of brands, entrepreneurs, e-commerce businesses, they lead with what they do. And what mm. they do is sell bass fishing accessories. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe even how they do it is a differentiator in the sense that um, the site loads faster or like their customer service is great or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But what he's saying is a lot of times people never, almost never communicate why they do something. Mm -hmm. And yet people buy into the why before they buy into the what and how. Mm -hmm. Now, I would challenge that in the sense, again, you could probably put out a great commercial for a fishing pool. Um, meaning like a little video ad that you upload to Facebook, target people who love it, and sell a lot of products. Mm -hmm. But what you probably would not have done in that process is built any kind of, re like you, have, you haven't dug a well, you, mm. uh, you just purchased some water in a way. Right. You're digging a well, you're building a relationship, you're building an audience. So what I loved about your example was when you begin to share your why, that's going to attract the right tribe, the right community uh, to yeah. you because your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm. So what do I mean? When you're out there with your son and you're like, hey, I'm out here with my son. You know, we just love to do this on the weekends. People see you value family. Mm -hmm. You know, when like I love getting out here because, you know, there's so much stress and noise in the world. They see that you care about peace or you care about nature. You know, maybe at some point, like for me, there's something that a lot of people resonate with. We've learned because I'm not like overly pushy or even super outspoken about my faith, but I weave it into all my content. And then mm -hmm. sure enough, a lot of people resonate with that. By the way, a lot of people don't, mm -hmm. which is, but that's a good thing because mm -hmm. if you try and reach everybody, what you end up reaching nobody. Mm -hmm. And we're sometimes afraid thinking like, if, if I do show that I'm kind of about family, maybe I'll offend somebody who doesn't have kids. Well, maybe yeah. you will, but dude, you can't control that. Like, you know, right. like, and so it'll be, you'll resonate with people who are like, man, it is, it's his why it's her values. It's her, it's her reasons for wanting to do it. And that when people start buying into that, man, now you're going to set your business on fire, mm -hmm. create a lot more depth. And that's also what's going to last. That, these are the types of things, as we're talking about brand and legacy, that will build the right tribe and a tribe that really goes deep. And that's not necessarily just interested in some cool products. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love that. And it's something that I've definitely done um, throughout and, um, you know, I am all about family and, um, and I tell people that, and I talk about like, I'm not trying to, uh, build like this multi like million dollar, like multi-million would be nice, but I'm talking, if I have to have a multi-million dollar business and I have 150 employees, that's not me. Like, I don't want to do that, but some other people do. And if you do, that's fine, but that's not me. I want to be able to be to my son's baseball game. I want to be the, uh, at the, you know, recitals. I want to be there and I have been. Um, I've raised three kids. Um, I've got one 10 year old. The other one is 20 and the other one is 22. One is married. Um, so I've, I've went through all that and I've done that. I've never missed any of that stuff, drove them to school, all that stuff. And I share that stuff in my content for the amazing seller. And I get a lot of people come up to me at conferences and they're like, dude, man, I love 
how you're like devoted, like, you know, and I love how you never let that interfere. So they're listening, but there's some people who are like, just like, give me the tactics. I just want the tactics and that's fine. You'll get some of those, but you're also going to hear my why, because if that resonates with you, then you'll follow through with, you know, my plan or in your case, your plan. Um, so I, I'm a big believer in that. And sometimes it's hard for people to do that, but just believe in it and do it. And I think you'll be really surprised when you start getting comments or emails of people saying like, thanks for sharing that. I really needed that today or something like that. Absolutely. And the last probably thing that I think will add value to your community is story. One of the things we're talking about when we talk about why is sharing your stories, small Mm. ones, and also Mm. your bigger story, because whether consciously or subconsciously, a lot of times as humans, we are, if someone stands up on stage at a conference, if mm. someone starts a YouTube video, we're sometimes thinking, or I actually, I would say we're always thinking, whether mm. consciously or unconsciously, but why is this person doing this? Mm. Like, like what's the, what, this is the thoughts. What is their agenda? Yeah. We, we, we might not even be that skeptical, right. but that's kind of what's the underlying. What's sure. their agenda? Where are right. they coming from? What is right. their, so when you just tell a story, and so the same thing is true as I've, told a story of how we got into YouTube. And I tell our story of challenges, health challenges, my wife and I went through and we were driven and I was driven as a man and as a leader to, um, to find a way to build a business on our own terms. So Mm. similar, we don't have kids yet, but similarly, so that I was like, man, if with, with health challenges in our family and things, I want to be able to work from home. When we do have kids, I want to be able to have time freedom and lifestyle freedom. And that resonates. You know, I think about some other people that are in my space that are maybe, kind of younger or they take a younger approach or even it doesn't matter the age, but they're all about the cars yep. and the bling bling. Yep. And, 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 and I actually don't want to be judgmental against that. It's just a totally different philosophy. It's yeah. not what I prescribe to, no. but again, they are attracting other people who want the cars mm-hmm. and who want to be, I'm living in Vegas right now. People are like, are you always, you know, they're like, you live in Vegas. You must live a crazy life. I'm like, yeah, Friday night, man, we're watching Netflix by seven 30 <laughs> and we're in bed by nine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but then some people, they want to be like getting bottle service yeah. at the club with models, yeah. not my vibe, Yeah, but your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm-hmm. I think you should own it. I think you should amplify it and then even tell stories, you know, and maybe that, that person's story is like, I was always broken. Now I'm rich and I want to be rich, you know, right. like, and, and people, that's their goal. But when you value and, and we resonate, one of the reasons mm. I think we've connected mm. and like why we've connected with like people like Pat and stuff is because family yep. is a core value. Yeah. That's why we're linking arms. Yep. And that's, and, and, and people probably resonate with that. Some are, you know, that's the power. So sharing your story, sharing mm. your why. And so that's why it's just both review mm. those products share some tips and tutorial videos, but also put out some content where you can communicate where you're coming from, why you started the business, why mm-hmm. you wanted to start it, how your dad inspired you and used to fish together and you yeah. remember him. It's the kind yeah. of stuff that people will really resonate with. Yeah, and they, they'll remember that stuff. And I think being remembered will also remember or bring people back to where they started or where they found you, which I think is cool. All right, last thing before we go, and this is a little bit more tactical. Um, what... What would be, I guess, the best, and I know you get to ask this a lot, but I'm going to ask because a lot of people are going to be wondering it and you're going to give me your answer. Um, we're going to hear people ask, how long should a video be? That's a big one. And then how should I open the video? How should I conduct myself in the video? Like, and I know there's kind of a process. Um, I don't like to overthink things too much. I know when you and I got on, you were like, you're, you're doing things pretty good, but there's some things that you can probably clean up. And I've, and I have, um, but like, is there a couple of tips that you can give for people? Number one time, 
ish and then maybe like what they should do as far as like opening and closing. Love it. I've got some tactics for you. So number one, there was a study done recently of hundreds of thousands, I believe, YouTube channels from a agency that like works with marketing um, for YouTubers. And they discovered that the highest performing video length was actually videos between seven to 16 minutes. Okay. So that was interesting because years ago on YouTube, it was kind of a three to five minute type of a platform. Mm -hmm. And that's what was working. What is what we're seeing in the trend is that it's also probably lends itself to the fact that YouTube is promoting uh, they want longer watch time, longer content. So that maybe gives people freedom to say, wow, I could produce some more substantive, longer mm -hmm. videos. But here's the other quote I like to say. Um, your video should be as long as it needs to be, mm -hmm. but as short as possible. Mm. I think two-minute videos are fine. If it's just a two-minute behind the scenes of the recent you know, Jeep tournament, um, I think five-minute videos are fine, but I think people should have permission to know that longer videos are also okay. Here's the thing. If you're rebuilding an, a Jeep engine part, and even with some jump cuts, it's going to take you 45 minutes to walk somebody through doing it, you're, you want to serve that end user. You're not trying to serve people looking for viral cat videos. That's right. not that Jeep video, right? Mm. It's just the specific person that's like, my gosh, you just showed me step-by-step step how to build this, fix this, change mm. this. And so it could be 45 minutes. It could even be longer, but seven to 16 minutes is a good window. A lot of the videos that we're putting out are coming in around 10 minutes. And we're always trying to make them as short as possible. But then I'm like, I want to get this. This mm. part is important. This piece of information is important. We're asking what can we cut, but we're not trying to overly trim it down mm -hmm. because we don't want to miss the substance that I believe I want the our community to learn, know, et cetera. Mm. The second thing you asked was about structure. And I think this is huge. Probably the biggest thing is the first 10 seconds of your video. Mm -hmm. We call this the hook. And when someone's looking for something online, if they type in, you know, the kayak bash fishing for beginners, then the first 10 seconds could go something like this. They could, it could go something like, you know, uh, uh, are you just getting started with kayak bass fishing? If so, in, um, you know, my name is Sean and for the past, I've been doing it for the past 10 years and I made a lot of mistakes. So in this video, I'm going to be sharing the five things you need to know um, when you're getting started coming mm. up. Now, what you want to do is you want to tease the content, right? You want to create some intrigue. You want to be relatable, but you also really want people to know they're in the right place for the exact information they're looking for. Because mm -hmm. that's, they're still in that mode of, okay, I kind of saw the thumbnail. I saw the topic. Is this the video that's for me? And again, you don't want, being specific is better. You don't want to try to make a video. Well, man, if I make a video just for beginners, I'll miss the advanced people. Yeah, you will. Like mm -hmm. that's good though, because mm -hmm. there's people at all different skill levels, education levels or experience levels. Sure. So uh, if someone advanced, they might, when you, if they land in your content, they start watching it, but you tried to trick them. They're like, man, this is beginner information. Mm. You actually lost trust. You didn't build trust. And they mm. maybe don't want to come back to you next time. So you think you want to be honest. You want to be accurate. You want to let people know they're in the right place. And you really want to use that first 10 seconds to tease the value of the video, to create some intrigue, and then um, then deliver the content. You know, Let them know they're in the right place, deliver the content in the middle. And then the last thing about structure would be um, learning and leveraging the YouTube tools. Things mm -hmm. like 
Now there's clickable cards that work on mobile, which simply mean you can link to another video at the end of your video, and you could even point to it on screen. You could say, mm -hmm. hey, hope you enjoyed this video. If you wanna watch other videos in our kayak bass fishing series, click or tap the screen right here and you can point to it. And some of those tactics are just being smart thinking, okay, I, I'm, I, here's one of the things you should assume and also one of your goals, that when someone's passionate about a topic, they might want to binge watch videos about that topic in that moment. Mm. So never even just think about that first video where you shared them those beginner tips. Next thing you might be like, so hey, if you enjoyed this, check out my video that's all about the first five essential accessories you need for kayak bass fishing. Like that's yeah. maybe the next logical step. And over time, you could build out like a bingeable series and a web and even a circle of content about your topic. And what we've learned, and this is true for people in probably every niche, when people are into off-roading, when they're into kayak bass fishing, hmm. they're deeply passionate, right? People get deeply passionate about YouTube, about cameras. So when we talk to our audience, we learn people binge watch our content a, a, a lot. And here's a great example. They learn that they're, they're like, okay, what camera do I need? All right, great. Now you've answered that question. Well, now what lighting do I need? Right. Great. You've answered that question. Well, now how do I use this stuff? Right. Okay, great. Well, now, now I'm shooting videos and I got the lighting going, but how do you actually get views and subscribers? Right. And so I've kind of thought there's so many steps along the journey. A, a valuable practice would be to kind of map out different ideas and topics and brainstorm, whether that's, you know, again, how to get started tips wise, accessories people need for that particular niche. Mm -hmm. um, biggest mistakes people make in that niche. And then think about linking all of that content together, leveraging YouTube's tools like the end cards and links in the description mm -hmm. and playlists. And that's just organizing everything so that the viewer you want to reach could have a great experience and get a lot of value. Yeah, I love that, the binge watching kind of philosophy, because we do do that. I mean, I find myself going down a rabbit hole. If I'm into something and I'm learning something, um, I'm just going to start, you know, binging. And if I like the content from the one person, I'm going to keep going through it and I'm going to be in their web in a sense, um, which is which is great for me. I'm getting what I want and YouTube loves it. And the person that created the content loves it, right? It's it's a win-win for everyone. Um, but again, sometimes people get overwhelmed with that. But I think the first thing to also understand is like you don't have to create this massive chunk of content. If anything, make it you know, snackable in a sense, right? Like where you can, you can have these like five tips, like you said for this, or five things you need to know about this. And then the next thing is what's the next thing in the sequence, kind of like the timeline. And then just kind of sequence that out, record those videos and then link them together in a sense to where that would be a playlist. If someone drops in the playlist, well, the thing I like about that too, Sean, and I've been doing more of that now on my own channel is now once they're in the channel, it's like they see the playlist of what's coming up next versus my competitor or someone else that might be there, which I can, I'll, I'll usually come up for my own, but sometimes I won't. And if they're in my playlist, well, they're not going to necessarily see that unless they scroll way down on mobile. It's different as well. Um, that's been working really good. You're totally right. And I think that, um, it, it, can, it could be very overwhelming, right? We've talked about a lot. We've shot a lot, uh, yeah. shared a lot of tips. And when you're just getting started, it's kind of daunting, but I'd want to encourage people, done is better than perfect. Like it really is. Mm. You just got to get your first videos up. Your first videos will be your worst videos, yep. but punch perfectionism in the face, start posting. And one of the probably best things you could do is again, if you journal out, like if you write out a mm. hundred creative ideas, 
just remember, you don't have to create those all at once. Right. And I love this quote from Tony Robbins that says, you know, people uh, overestimate what they can accomplish in one year, but they underestimate what they can accomplish in 10. Mm. And when I think about some of our YouTube numbers, some of our YouTube success, some, sometimes people might see that. They're like, well, if you, got, you have hundreds of videos up and you get all these views now on Evergreen, like because mm. so many videos are being found in search. Sure. Like it's, it would seem like it would be so hard to create that. It, it is daunting, but yeah. not realizing it's taken years. Mm-hmm. So all it ever was was just like one block at a time. It was like right. one brick at a time, you know, just mm-hmm. laying those down. But the key was also laying them down purposefully, trying to get as a clear of a picture of the mm. end goal, and then just putting one video up at a time that's leading there and just learning as you go, thinking about, oh yeah, I just, I'm going to shoot this new video this week. And, and that links to that series that I did six months ago. And that's the kind of stuff I'm doing. I've, I'm always thinking about a library of a video I shot maybe even two years ago. It added a lot of value. I have more awareness now. Mm. And at the end of a video, I might say, hey, if you enjoyed this content, you would actually love this video that's about X. Mm. But I did it two years ago. You know what I mean? Right. I might just go through my library and think about what else could I re-promote? How could I weave it in? And so again, all of that is going to come over time. We, we think, oh, do I, I got to get this all built in the next you know, month. That's not how right. it's going to go on YouTube. YouTube is a marathon, not mm. a sprint. Mm. But it's a worthwhile race to run because the ROI is so high. The return on investment is so high when you build real influence there. Um, it could, you know, produce results in your business for years to come, you know, authority, influence, trust. And um, those are the kind of things we're seeing, but definitely pace yourself and just publish one video at a time. Okay. And the last, I know I said last question, last question on the publishing. Um, Would you say if I'm just launching my channel, should I load five videos in all at once? Or should I stagger them out over five weeks, even though I'm going to be doing one a week? You know, I think if you could get five videos done, either option's fine. I mean, okay. I would encourage people, get one video up. You might not even get back to it for another two months, but the sooner you get a video up, here's the thing. You could always take it down. You could always right. delete it. You could unli- make it unlisted. You can make it private. But the sooner you get a video up will be actually, I would believe, the sooner you get your second video up. Okay. If possible, if you want to launch. So here's actually probably what I'd recommend more than that, depending on where people are starting. If you already feel confident, clear, um, you know what your niche, you know, you're just ready to go. Yeah. Shoot five episodes because being ahead is great. We know how life gets, how busy sure. life gets. If you don't feel quite clear and confident yet to launch with that much clarity, mm. um, let the next three months, six months kind of be a beta experimental season. Okay. You know, TV shows have pilots yes. and before a show ever gets approved and gets green uh, lit and they start shooting a whole season, they create one episode and they put money into it and they get actors and they do the whole thing. They write the scripts, they create one episode and a network might create a hundred pilots thinking that only one, two or three of the shows will actually get the green light and go on to actually be produced, right. you know, at scale. Right. So I think on YouTube, some, that's the same is true. I want to encourage people, grab your smartphone and get that first video up. Re- right. Do that first unboxing, review that first product mm. and, and let some of those videos potentially be pilots. Like, well, does it need to be Tuesday and Thursday? Does it need to be, if you're just starting, just get a video up, get another right. one up in a couple of weeks mm. and let yourself though, don't just passively be in a beta experimental season, mm. then get feedback on the content. 
ask someone you trust about what you could do better in it. Share it with somebody, email it to your list and say, did you guys like this content? What kind of content would you want to see from me, depending on how far you are along and sure. let those get feedback on those shows. Let those, let the market test them a little bit. Mm. And I'll tell you this, if you go into three months of just experimenting, you know, show format is a review. You, you just take a camera with you as you go fishing, you know, whatever it is, just experimenting at the end of three months and also keep learning, keep studying, mm-hmm. keep surveying your audience. Then I would say that would be a smart time to say, okay, now I'm ready to put a plan on paper and launch this consistently. You, you mm-hmm. have learned how long it takes you to get something done. Mm-hmm. You'll have learned how much energy it takes and bandwidth in your business it takes. And you'll have already sped up a little bit so you don't just necessarily hit the ground running. I haven't seen too many people just come out of nowhere to like weekly consistency mm. because you know it's a little bit of friction when you're first starting. So sure, sure. ramp up to it, mm. get it into a rhythm where you're like, okay, I, I kind of get a vibe now. I think I know what, what my weekly thing will be. I can see how it'll be sustainable. I can shoot four at once, or maybe I could shoot 10 at once. And now I've got 10 weeks all batched and whatever it is. And now you're ready to just go nuts and grow. And here's a cute key thing. When you're involving your audience in that process. That could be one or two people. But when you're involving, hey, what'd you think about this really? Mm-hmm. Call somebody. One of the biggest missed opportunities, if you already have customers or someone in your tribe, get on the phone with them. You wanna talk about blowing their mind. Hey, you know, we just, we're, we're experimenting on YouTube. And uh, can I send you a video? Here, I'll just, uh, here, I'm, I'll put you on mute. I'm gonna go make some coffee. Watch this video. I'll get back on the phone in just a second. Talk to them about it. what'd you like, what you didn't like, what are your YouTube viewing behaviors? The kind of information you're going to get during that time mm. is going to blow your mind, but the kind of depth you're going to build with that, those are going to be your first five to 10 to a hundred raving fans mm. because they helped you build and shape what it is you're doing on YouTube. So, you know, that's just kind of an approach. You could mm. just pick, pull a few pieces out of that, but that's what I'd probably recommend for a lot of people listening to take a little bit of the pressure off to feel like you have to go from zero to a hundred, mm. you know, right away, but you could start ramping up, getting good data and building a lot of goodwill and trust and relationship in the process by doing kind of a beta experimental, maybe three month ramp up. I love that. I absolutely love that because like you said, you're not like, it's like, you're just saying like, let me just give it three months and see what happens and see where I'm at. And then we'll reevaluate. And by then you might be like, wow, look at that. I've already got 400 subscribers and I've got some views. Um, and the last thing I'll just say is like, you mentioned evergreen, like evergreen content on YouTube to me, that's like, that's like the ultimate, right? Because you created something today that could be found tomorrow and three years from now, five years from now. And as long as it's relevant or as long as it give someone value for something. We just actually looked at a video this morning because my dog was reverse snoring. We didn't even know what that meant. And there's a video called reverse snoring and it shows the dog doing it. And a vet showed a little tip, two minutes. You put your, your, uh, your uh, finger over its one nose so it can only breathe in through the one and it'll clear it right up. And it was like two minutes and it was like, I don't know, 600,000 views. I'm like, look at that. It's like two minutes. They gave you the solution. I like this guy. He's a vet. I would probably go back and subscribe to his channel. So it's like little things like that smartphone. It was nothing fancy. Um, but you got the answer and the result. And you know, I just love the evergreen aspect of doing that once and then benefiting with Facebook. It's tough, right? You, you create content and it's, it's down in the feed. You're pretty much gone unless you're going to drive traffic to it. Um, and I'm not saying don't use Facebook. I think Facebook's great. Um, same thing with Instagram. Instagram is like a hundred miles an hour, right? It's like, boom, boom, boom. It's like your stories are up for 24. Hours. It's like, they're so fast 
But when you're putting the time and effort into something on YouTube, you've got a, a much greater chance for it to to be there. Even like podcasts. So I mean, our podcast, again, I got people going back two years ago, listening to episodes, getting value. And it's like, wow, like that's a piece of evergreen content that they're able to listen to and start becoming part of your world. Um, awesome. All right. Is there any last tips you want to share before we wrap up? I mean, we can spend another two hours. It seems like we're going to probably have to have you back on and we're going to probably have to do some type of workshop. And I know you have some too, that you're going to, you're going to, um, uh, do for us here, but, um, is there any last little bit of advice or tips for anyone that's at that beginning stage? Yeah, I think the last thing and you, you hit it, you know, you said YouTube is, has evergreen content and that makes YouTube distinctly different than other social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. These are not search engines. Mm. They're great platforms, but I like to kind of call them the social media hamster wheel because mm. they're, they're like, they're like the cookie monster and they're never satisfied. You have to keep, they're the content monster. You have to keep feeding them content. Whereas on YouTube, Yes, it would be good to put up a good piece of content once a week. Mm. On Facebook, they say like four times a day, right? Right. It would be like optimal amount of time to post. But because it is a search engine, if you position your content right, then you're creating so much leverage. So your content can be viewed for weeks, months, and years to come. And, and YouTube is so healthy right now. There was a stat that just came out from a Google conference, 1.7 billion monthly active users. Jeez. Wow. watching over an hour of content on mobile per day. Wow. YouTube is innovating. So there's people watching on their smart TVs, most people watching on mobile, desktop and tablets. It's the fastest loading, best optimized, you know, platform technology wise. So it's dominating video and fool.com, the investing site just released a, a stat that said that uh, YouTube is growing twice nearly nearly twice as fast as Facebook right now in active users. Hmm. So as we kind of just wrap up, I would say that for every entrepreneur listening, I, I actually think it would be irresponsible not to be leveraging YouTube to build your brand. And if not irresponsible, maybe just unwise because there's so much opportunity to stake your claim, plant hmm. your flag. It's kind of like real estate, you know, plant your, you know, buy the real estate, put, Position yourself in that Jeep market, in that fast mm. market. And even though there's channels that maybe have competition, YouTube is still so early and still so young. It's not oversaturated like cable is. You know, mm -hmm. you try, imagine trying to start a show on HGTV about flipping homes and right. getting noticed, right, right? Right, right? There's a few other ones that have kind of established market preeminence. Mm -hmm. And so on YouTube, that's not the case. There's there's so many viewers. There's you know those nearly two billion viewers. There's a lot of people interested in different niches. Again, in tech, I think about. I just did an interview with another tech YouTuber. Technically, my compute uh, competitor. He's teaching people online video. And in the interview, I asked him. I was like, "Hey, man, like we are even competitors. We're friends though." And I'm like, "And I'm like, are you? Do you think that it's too saturated? Do you think it's too crowded?" He's like, "It's not even close." Mm -hmm. Number one, your perspective, your point of view is going to be different than others. Some people are going to resonate with the other person or they're going to dislike the other person. They're going to like you. Right. But also number two is there's just so much volume. I don't think we can comprehend how many people are interested in this stuff. And so there is a ton of space right now, white space, mm -hmm. stake your claim, dive in and build your presence on YouTube because it's something that I, I, I want to save people if possible from regretting they heard this. They thought, oh, maybe I'll get around to it. And two years from now, it's not quite as wide open window of opportunity as it is now. You know, mm. it's not quite as you miss that 
that timing. You miss that chance to, to get underpriced real estate, if you will. You miss yeah, that yeah. chance to buy beachfront property in Newport Beach in 1950, right. Right. you know, when it was it was thousands of dollars and now it's millions of dollars. That's yeah. kind of how YouTube is right now. It's, you mm. know, so so really build your presence, go all in because it is a crazy time for online video. And some people say, but but man, it's been around. Am I late to the party? You're mm. not late to the party. The party is just getting started. So let's go. I love it. I love it. All right. So how can people uh, hear more about you or learn more about you, Sean? Um, yeah, uh, for if anybody wants to connect, um, I'm at everywhere, Sean Cannell on um, social media, and that's S-E-A-N-C-A-N-N-E-L-L, and uh, <laughs> probably nobody would have got that without spelling it out, and uh, and then, of course, if you throw that in the show notes or whatnot, we have Think Media, a great channel, just type in the word think and um, media on YouTube. If you're curious about cameras, curious about the tech side of things, as well as some tips. And then we also have a channel called Video Influencers. So we're interviewing a lot of entrepreneurs and YouTubers, learning their best practices. Mm. So if you type in the word video and influencers, plural, you can find that channel on YouTube. And then the final thing is uh, we do have a, um, an hour-long free masterclass that people could check out. That is, um, if, if now you've heard all this stuff, but you're like, whoa okay, what do I actually do next? Like right. this was audio um, and they might, it, it's over my shoulder. You know, I'm showing my screen, I'm sharing, you know, how to set up and really the three essentials for uh, setting up your YouTube channel for massive success, views and income this year. So um, I think, yeah, you could just throw a link to that in the show notes and cool. um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I'll definitely do. And uh, like I said, I may even in the future, um, well, I will definitely, if you're willing, I'll have you back on and maybe we'll even do um, something uh, privately for our community and, and maybe get you on to, uh, to show us that exact process. But in the meantime, definitely check out Sean's stuff. I'll link everything up in the show notes and, um, and I'll definitely be uh, re-mentioning uh, this episode a lot because I think it was packed with value. Um, I'm even thinking to myself, I might have to cut it up into two parts because it was so valuable. So, all right, Sean, I'm going to let you go. I know you're a busy man. I will talk to you soon, but I just want to thank you so much. And I know that the Amazing Seller uh, podcast community thanks you as well. So I, I just want to say thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, Scott. Thank you so much for having me on and big thanks to your community for uh, hanging out with us today. All right. So I wasn't kidding, right? That was packed with useful information, things that you can do right now. Now, what I want you to do at this point is I want you to think, all right, about your own brand that you are either building right now or starting to build right now. How does YouTube become a part of your long-term strategy, all right? The first thing that I would do if I was you is I would go over to YouTube, I would go look at someone in your market that's already currently doing what you wanna do, and then you start getting ideas of what's worked and what hasn't worked, and then from there, you can just start chipping away at it, all right? But the first thing you need to do is kinda come up with that low-hanging fruit, and what I mean by that is, what is your market searching for right now on YouTube? Here's how I would do it. I'd go to YouTube, I'd go to the search bar, I would type in how to catch more bass, and then boom, I'd let it fill it in. Or I'd put in bass fishing, and then I'd let it fill it in. And then you're going to start to be able to see what the market is searching for, and that's where I would start. I would always start with the how-to stuff, or five things you should know 
about X, right? Because that's what we want to know when we're getting into something. Think about yourself for a second. When you've started to be interested in something, you are looking for things to get started, right? Like what do you need to know that you might not know right now as a newbie or maybe someone that wants to take their bass fishing to the next level? Then you would have more of an advanced thing, right? So go there, spend a little bit of time, start to understand your market, what they're searching for, look at other other uh, you know channels that are already doing what you wanna do, even if it's not even in your market. See how another uh, YouTuber is doing it in their market and see how you can maybe do something similar in your market. So really it's just a way for you to kind of get some intelligence and be able to uh, to start to come up with your own plan. But do understand this please, all right? I really, really want you to understand this. This is a long-term play. Now, could you start doing that 52-week strategy as we talked about where once a week you take a product, a popular product in your market and you just review it or you unbox it or you talk about it, the pros, the cons? You know, could you do that and instantly, I say instantly, like within the first, you know, week or two, could you get some traffic and have someone buy through a link inside of that? Yeah, it could happen. Is it going to likely happen? Probably not. But if you create a video today and in six months from now it gets found, you've got a chance for someone to find that and then click on that link and then possibly buy that product. And then over time that will start to compound and then you can start to maybe look at your at your associates account, your Amazon associates account, and start seeing what people are buying inside of your market because now you're an affiliate inside of there. I think everyone should be an affiliate uh, in their market just to get intelligence. I really, really do, all right? So I can keep going on and on in this, and I'm not going to because I want you guys to take what you've learned here in the past episode, episode 536, and this episode 537, and I want you to go out there, and I want you to do something with it, all right? I would definitely recommend two things. Check out the show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 537. It'll have links. It'll have uh, transcripts, all that stuff there. And I would also highly, highly recommend checking out Sean's free training over at theamazingseller.com forward slash video. All right. You guys have heard me say this before. I don't recommend a lot of people. And the reason is, is because I need to know, like, and trust them myself before I would ever extend them to my audience. I am doing that here. I know Sean, I respect Sean, he's doing things on the up and up, and he's been doing it a while, and he definitely knows what he's talking about, so I definitely trust him, so definitely check him out, theamazingseller.com forward slash video, and that'll take you over there to his free training, all right, so guys, that's going to wrap up this episode, remember, as always, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.